Hi there and welcome back to Control-Alt-Delete. This is episode 11. This is the podcast that talks about social media and all of the trials and tribulations that come with our new connected world. So uh, today's guest is Sarah Powell, who is um, a ray of sunshine. Uh, This podcast episode is very energetic, which is great. She is a radio and TV presenter and has a very lovely fringe. She is on Heat Radio every weekday from 4 till 7pm. So if you're missing Sarah after this episode, then you can always go and tune into her Heat Radio show where she talks about lots of things and she interviews really cool people like Kelly Clarkson or uh, Calvin Harris, for example. She has also appeared on This Morning on ITV. Sarah also has her own weekly podcast with um, her friend Jules. It's called Jules and Sarah, the podcast. So, um, so yeah, if you would like to listen to a very friendly, fun podcast where they talk about tea and cheese and things like that, you will like that podcast a lot. So without waffling on any further, here is the interview. Okay, I'm just going to start this podcast by saying that Sarah Powell is a legend. <laughs> um, basically, she is an incredible radio DJ, which we'll go into more detail about, but I've just been having podcast problems with my, basically, budget microphone, and it's she's a- fixed it. <laughs> that nobody is more surprised than me, Emma. I've never fixed anything in my life, and I'm, yeah. Thank you so much, it's- honestly. I'm, like, high on life now. <laughs> it's an honour. <laughs> Well, so yes, um, I'm here with Sarah, and um, I'm in your lovely house. Won't say the address on on live podcast, but um, it's beautiful, and it's really nice to meet you. It's lovely in person. to meet you. So um, I'd love to go back a few years to like mm. the beginning of your career. You're doing such exciting things now. Um, Sarah's on this morning with Scope Heat Radio, all sorts of amazing things, interviewing celebrities, doing film junkets, etc. So how did you get to this amazing point in your career? So I did I did drama and theatre studies at uni, because um, I rather fancied myself as a bit of a thess. <laughs> um, and then I came out of uni and I thought, I don't I don't want to go to drama school really. I'd kind of got it out of my system and I just think, you know, kind of starving in an attic, waiting for an audition, just, it didn't have much appeal. I was like, no, I think I'll move home. Thanks very much. Um, So I moved, I moved back in with my mum and I, and it's a, it's a funny thing because I know you were talking about this with Zoella Mm -hmm. on, on your podcast and I know people ask you a lot, how do you get started? And obviously blogging is so different now and this is kind of Mm. what you got onto and people ask me as well, they're like, how did you get started in radio? And I came out of uni, I'd always liked listening to the radio, and I liked talking. Um, <laughs> Good combination. <laughs> which I thought, I could do this. And I rang up, I came home, you know, got a bit of a job, and I rang up a little local station, uh, Cheshire's 106.9 Silk FM. Amazing. And I rang up and I said are you looking for presenters? And they went, yeah. And it was, and I'm still all for that. I'm absolutely mm. all oh, for asking. Yeah. And go and have cups of tea. The, the tea is your greatest weapon in this industry. Go and drink cups of tea with people. And, you know, ask for advice. And people people like talking about themselves. I know I do. And, 
you know, if you go and, and you want to know how they get started, it's amazing mm-hmm. how easy it is because people do want to help. Yes. Like they do, and they might not be able to give you a job or pay you, but they'll give you something mm. that will set you off on it again, you know, and kind of keep you moving. And I, I think some people feel like, because it's so out of reach, they won't even bother asking, mm. but the irony is no one's asking. Yes. So if you are the one that asks, yeah. you're more likely to get in. Totally. Absolutely. And so, so I rang up and again radio has changed so much because the shifts that I started on I mean my first show was six till ten on a Sunday morning and the reason that I got that was because the guy who ran the station was covering it and he didn't want to get up at 4 30 on a Sunday morning so he was like oh you can do it so that's and as an of, eager, young, yeah. you know, aspiring, you'll probably be like, I'll do any hours. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And mm. I think you have to, do you mm. know what I mean? You have to kind of do those awful graveyard. I mean, I've been on the radio at any time of the day and night. Oh and, God, you know, really? and so... What do you prefer? Is, it, is your slot now perfect? I'm very lazy and I really like being in bed. <laughs> so breakfast, I did a breakfast show for a bit and it, you know you're either built for that or you're not Mm -hmm. you know because it is getting up at four and you know finishing at 10 and I can't I mean I was just it's like when you see Nick Grimshaw out at the Brits and he's like I'm on the radio in an hour and it's like he's doing an all-nighter I don't know how he does it I don't know I feel tired for Nick Grimshaw sometimes (laughs) I look at him I'm like I'm so tired for you and it is yeah so so I did work all those shifts and the kind of crappy stuff that nobody wanted. But now, radio, you know, you don't get those shows anymore because it's all syndicated. So yeah. actually, whereas before you would have had 30 presenters on those early breakfast shows, on those little overnights, you know, where you could kind of fuck up a little bit, you know, and, and learn, and you could do that. Now it's centralised, you know, it's a show that comes from London, mm. and, you know, that's why you get the same thing on a Saturday afternoon in Carlisle as you yeah. get down in Devon, you know. And so that's that's sad. That's sad that you can't sort of get going in that live way like you could. But then at the same time... And we were laughing about this because we were saying how I'm really excited about podcasts, you know, mm. because suddenly you don't need a studio. You don't need loads of stuff. You can just make radio in your bedroom and you can yeah. say anything. And that's almost the testing the water bit. Yeah. That is yeah. now not on live radio, but actually, yeah, you can do it in your bedroom. Yeah. And you can do it as live, you know, you can you can give yourself that challenge if you want to. You mm. can say... I'm going to pretend that I can't stop. And it's hard, you know. Yeah. And I always say... I have so much respect. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm sat there editing out my ums and my ahs and my likes. And also if I'm just blah, 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 like yeah. that. Which I am doing quite a lot when I'm doing my intro. So for you to roll is awesome. It's almost easier to do it live because you've got to keep going. And if you have a little blah, 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 blah. I mean, they're my favourite moments on the radio. <laughs> I mean, slick. <laughs> is never a word that's been used to describe my show. And I don't want it to be because I want you to be in my company and I want you to know that I'm a real person. And I want you to know that, um, you know, I'm eating an apple actually and that's why I sound so Mm. weird right now or whatever. And And that's why the radio is so magical, especially I put it on in the mornings. Yeah. um, Just as a bit of company. So actually I want someone just chatting. Yeah. Not being... that's it. I mean, look, there's a line. I think <laughs> I think eating on the radio, actually. I think I'm going to have to draw the line there. But I do... I, I've always wanted to be kind of 
that real person mm. on the radio and I think yeah I mean we were laughing because we were struggling to get the podcast recording and we were going <laughs> look so how great it is no oh my god don't be I mean the hilarious thing is I fixed this I think there are probably toddlers that are more tech savvy <laughs> than I am. I think, you know, there's six-year-olds with better Instagram feeds than I've got. Oh my God, same. <laughs> that is scary though when six-year-olds have loads of followers on Instagram. And yeah, <laughs> or dogs. I know a lot of people, like I know a lot of dogs with more followers on Twitter and Instagram than I have. Yeah, it's great for the confidence, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I know. There you go. <laughs> but um, I was also wondering this kind of um, relationship between radio and Twitter now. Because mm. you see, you know, like radio DJs just being like you know tweet in or it's almost not taking over but it's 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 similar to the call-ins that you would get you'd probably get a tweet for a radio for a song um suggestion or something how does that work with you do you use twitter in that way I think you yeah I think it's it is really interesting because when I first started there was no twitter you know or I mean twitter I mean it was 10 years Mm. ago so twitter Mm. was just starting Mm. and we didn't use Facebook. I mean, you used the text. That's how people would get in touch with the radio. Right. They'd email or they'd text in. And and that's kind of how it was. And then and then now, it, you are responsible for being on air and running a radio show, but you've got to do it online as well. That yeah, is, is that challenging to sort of do both? Yeah, it I, can Some be. radio DJs are tweeting while they're on air, and I'm like, how are they doing that? I'm sure maybe someone else is doing it for them. I, I really know. enjoy TweetDeck. I yeah. really find it useful because I know that I want that I know that I've got a busy sort of junction coming up on the show like I've got to get in and out of things and if I can line up a tweet mm. that that can just go out in 5 minutes time when I'm actually yes. playing that song that's terrific like that's, that's absolutely great but it is really important and that's still a lot of organization anyway Even yeah. if it's not in real time you're still you know yeah scheduling them and I don't I don't want people to think that I'm not speaking directly to them because I am yeah, but yeah it's yeah it's really it is really it's it really helps helpful. to buy yourself five minutes totally yeah. and I think it's just managing it you know I think I think so much of being online is managing it and and sort of looking after it and and doing it in that way mm. um so yeah it is important it is and I think and then obviously all my interviews now you know get filmed mm. so there'll be um, a video online, you know, that'll pop up. And so you've got that kind of aspect of it as well. And you can, because previously you'd do an interview, it would go out, great. And then that'd kind of be it, you know, unless you started telling people about it. Yeah. Like I did this interview and it was great, but now you can share it. It's shareable. Yeah, little you know? sound bites or little yeah. clips of it. Yeah. That's so interesting. How has social media helped you personally in your career at all? Would you say to get noticed or well, get a following? The weird thing was, I got my job at this morning from Twitter. Oh my god! I know, and because uh, I, I got a tweet, and it said, "Oh hi Sarah, you know I'm a producer uh, at this morning." And initially, you go, "Yeah, right." <laughs> and and then he was like, "You know, will you follow me?" And oh you know, my god, all this. That, yeah. I mean, those sorts of tweets, you're just like manically following back, like, oh, yeah, god. yeah, something's happening. Yeah, and I did, and and he anyway, they got me in off the back of that. And, you know, I went in and did a screen test, which was all very new and exciting. I imagine I just went in and basically talked at 500 miles an hour for 25 minutes. And they were like, you can talk. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, yes. And, and, that, and it kind of just went from there, really. But initially, 
That's amazing. It was Twitter. They, I love you Twitter know, for that. Yeah. The opportunities have just come out of the woodwork. To be able to find people mm. that easily. To just be discoverable. Yeah. I always think there's no harm in being easy to find. No. Like, nothing no. bad, you know. Well, some bad things might happen, but in the context of careers, it's good to for people to know you exist. Definitely. Basically. I mean, cheap and available is something <laughs> that served me very well in my career, Emma. Um, I love them. Um, I love your life hacks. Oh, um, they're so good. I've actually started using them. Um, (laughs) If you're listening, YouTube, um, Sarah Powell's Life Hacks of Holly and Philip Schofield. It's so good. It was, it was hilarious. But how do you remember? Like, I'm in awe even watching that because that's fast paced. That's remembering like 10 different things to talk about. Yeah. Um, And, you, you know, very articulate and brilliant. How, you know, is that just years of practice being live on TV? I think the radio is really helpful because you've got to keep talking. Whatever happens, you got to keep talking. Um, and so I think there's that. And I think I like, I mean, I prep the hell out of things. I really do. Like mm. I, you know, I'll stand and I'll go over and over and over things. And actually it calms me down as well. It kind of helps if you're nervous. Mm. And I always get nervous, always. Really? Yeah. And Even before you go on air? Oh, it, it's really weird. So no, I get quite excited before I go on air now because you know but yeah. if I've got something new and if I've got something that I want to go well then I will get a bit nervous yeah. yeah do you think it's good to be a bit nervous sometimes I think it's essential I think it's really important I think when you're not nervous the worst thing you can be is complacent you know because mm-hmm. if you've got to that stage where you're like meh then I think it's probably time yeah. to stop really mm. um so I do always get nervous and sometimes sometimes I get it in bed the night before and sometimes I get it on the way there and then sometimes I get it just as the red light's going on. And that's really unhelpful, actually, because sometimes, you know, I remember the first time I went on, I kind of, your body, I remember I plotted how I could get out of the building. Like I plotted in my brain and I thought they're going to come to me, you know, they're going to come and go, um, so Sarah, what's been going on with Jude Law? And I'll go, I'm very sorry. I've got to go and I'll just run off. And like, and that's just what I'll do. And, and then you find yourself, you know, you hear yourself talking and you're like, oh my gosh, it's all right. It's all right. But there's absolutely that dialogue in your brain of going, you know, am I all right? Mm. Am I okay? Am I all right? Yeah, this is fine. I'm all right. I'm 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 actually sat on a sofa talking to someone. It's fine. Isn't it so funny that no matter how successful you are, I'm, I mean, I'm sure even the celebrities that you're interviewing are a bit nervous. And that's so, I find that, you know, you just assume people are fine and like they'll never question themselves and you everyone does. Everyone does. I think everybody does. I mean, I, my favourite people and the people I look up to most, seemingly, and I'm sure in their own homes they're just the same as the rest of us but seemingly don't give a fuck they're my favorite people you know i've been listening to um uh the adam buxton podcast which uh, yes. has got kathy burke on it oh, I need to listen to oh one, my yeah. gosh it's amazing um and i heard her on desert island discs years ago oh, and I love that yeah, episode, yeah and sort of kirsty young goes uh you know she's talking about um, oh my god that's a good impression she goes you know, she's talking about Kathy not being in a relationship and she yeah. goes, well, don't you think that you could enrich somebody else's life, Kathy? And Kathy Burke goes, no, I don't want to enrich somebody else's life. I want to enrich me own. And it's just, 
it's magnificent. I love that so um, much. Yeah, so, I know. I was on a, a, this panel recently with um, someone called Bridget uh, Minimal. If you're listening, uh, follow her on Twitter. But she, it was who's your idol, and she said um, a four year old kid because they don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't care. Her, They're not. And, yeah. it's, and it's interesting as well because I know this is something that I think you talked about um, with Elizabeth Gilbert that fear you know you were talking about you put something online and you blog and, you, and you've got that fear that it's going to be misconstrued yes. or you know it's kind of going to be sort of taken apart a little mm. bit and I think I think that's a really I think I think it's it's such a fine balance between going this is who I am you know this is what I'm about and actually at the same time have you know having a bit of fear because you are doing this really publicly mm-hmm. you know and so and also, I don't know if you've listened to that episode of John Ronson, who did the whole, you know, you've been publicly shamed. And actually, uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck, blah, blah, blah. But actually, I want to check my tweet isn't going to offend anyone because yeah, why would I want something to go viral in a bad way? Yeah. No one wants that. Yeah. I mean, horrific. Mm. Really horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, with your um, radio stuff, I guess the the kind of natural thing to bring up I guess is the Daniel Craig interview that did go everywhere yes and that is something that's been taken out of context yeah and that is a clip that isn't um representative of the whole interview um kind of how was that just it being picked up by a few different um magazines or whatever because like you say blips happen all the time yeah I mean Daniel and I um don't really speak anymore which I think it's difficult for both of us, actually. <laughs> the interesting thing about what happened with my Daniel Craig interview is that it is something that wouldn't have happened before Twitter. So last year, it was an interview with Daniel Craig for Spectre, and I went in and I did the interview, and then it went out um, unedited on this morning. And I got a few tweets from people going, ah, I didn't like this. And, oh, this was really awkward. And the first reaction that I had was, no, it wasn't, you know, because I was there, I was Mm. in the room with him and it was all very nice and, you know, it was fine. Mm. So, but because people had started tweeting, suddenly the papers were interested. Mm. And so it started getting picked up online and it kind of gathered pace and then, by five o'clock, it was front page of the Daily Mail. I mean, not the Daily Mail showbiz, the dailymail.com. That's in the homepage? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, wow. my face there. The great and, red lipstick, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's very, very kind. I know my mate was like, you can't pay for this sort of publicity. Yeah. And, and then it was really interesting because then it came back to Twitter. So suddenly there were people who hadn't seen it, but had read the articles. So they started tweeting me and that was really interesting because first of all, people want to tell you like you don't know. They go, oh my God, you're on the Daily Mail and it says this. And you want to go, oh, thanks. Thank God you've told me. I had no idea. And then, I'm in a, yeah, I'm in a cave. Yeah, like, I'm really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's another kind of people who want to, they want to kind of get a reaction out of you And so I remember there was like this professor, like a business professor, and she tweeted and and directly, you know, to me, like put my name in and said, kind of, what were you thinking? And it's like, oh, I'm glad you've asked me because I was waiting to kind of explain myself to you. And (laughs) 
you know, I mean, by this point, I mean, I've got emails through my website, you know, like telling me exactly what they thought of me. And I mean, the, Emma, the way it blew up, I may as well have walked in there and thrown an avocado in his face and gone, you'll never be Sean Connery. And, the, you know, for the kind of reaction that it was. And that it was, was so, it's so silly. Like, yeah. That's the funny thing. It's like, it's not anything. It wasn't offensive. No. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't, you know, as far as I was concerned, it wasn't awkward. It just kind of, it was what it was. And interviews happen all the time where things don't quite work or they don't come together or, you know, microphones don't work microphones (laughs) don't work or you know you realize your hair looked a bit shit or whatever like things things happen all the time and so yeah it was really i mean it blew over it went you know i remember somebody because this was like on the thursday and then i remember somebody tweeted me on like the friday afternoon and was like hey and <laughs> thanks you're yeah. a bit late but that's exactly what I felt like going I oh, know you're a bit late to this party love we've had all this this has been and gone so it's amazing how quickly things yeah. kind of and I mean do you think um, you know the whole like any publicity is good publicity mm. like was it kind of looking back are you like oh I'm quite I'm quite happy that happened I'm I'm sort of not either way, really. I'm not happy that it happened, really. But I'm not unhappy that it happened. It kind of just was what it was. And it was it was a weird thing to go through. Because what you want to do... It hasn't put you off cracking jokes with anyone else. No. Like, that's... Because that's what would really... What, that's what annoys me about mm. when people try and, like, be like, ha, ha, is... Um, like I got my first negative review for the podcast the other day which was like this is tedious I'm like are you listening to the right podcast mate um, <laughs> yeah and, and, do and, one yeah like mm, don't think so uh, <laughs> and so I think it's like I'd, it would be a shame if any bad or negative or whatever pre- um, feedback would ever put anyone off but if you're doing it because you're like this is what I do this is what I want to say this is I don't want to go into a Daniel Craig interview and talk about the influences that he had actually and I and I felt like there was some film noir influences here. I'm not going to do that, right? Because that's just not what I'm about. I want to go in and I want to talk about him being the milk tray man, which is what happened. And we had a lovely time. He was like, I know the, the role he said something like the job's been taken and I was like, oh you would have been so good, Daniel. You know, that's yeah. what I'm going to do in an interview and that's kind of what I do with all my interviews. Mm. You know, I want to go in and I want us to have a good time, you know? And there's enough people that want to go and catch celebrities out or they want to go and and get a good story, you know, a juicy good story, you know? And I'm just, Mm. that's not my kind of starting point. Yeah, because I mean, everything that you do is all about entertainment, isn't it? Yeah. The comedy, the radio, the acting, you know, everything. It's all about making people have a good time it is i mean i always want to be funny hopefully <laughs> in some you know in a way i want it because that's my job do you know what i mean like the radio is company and i want to keep you company but i want to have good time while we do yeah, it let's have yeah. a laugh do you know what i mean for god's sake yeah and that's what radio is for isn't it Put yeah people, you know in the car on the way to work in the morning you want someone to be like you know cheer you up a bit. yeah um, so with your interviewing, do mm. you um, do you prepare all those questions yourself? Do you just kind of like, do you prepare really well? Because obviously for my, and this is totally different, but for my podcast, I don't really, I just chat. Um, do, what do, do you, you know, how do you practice that or prepare for that? I 
I mean, I would like to say that I watch everything they've ever done, their whole body of work. Um, in reality, there's a lot of Wikipedia yes, that goes I love on. Wikipedia. I love Wikipedia. Um, and also, things that come to... Things that I want to know. Yes. Things that I want yeah, to yeah. know. So I think... Again, you know, we talk about motivation. I think if you're going in there because everybody asks them about this and so you've got to talk about it. Actually, I think if you don't really, if you're not that bothered, like I had an interview with, um, I had an interview with Dawn French last year, which, I mean, just changed my life. But what I really wanted to know was, you know when she jumps in the puddle in the Vicar of Dibley mm. and it comes up to her boobs, right? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to know how they did that, right? <laughs> how did you do that? And she, and it was great. She said that they put foamy balls like at the bottom so that she could bounce oh like my that. God, yeah, incredible. and also they put um, it was hot water, well, warm water, but there was the steam coming off it, so you couldn't have that because she couldn't jump in a steaming puddle. <laughs> so it, the water was cold, and she knew she could only do it once, and she jumped in and she did that. And I that's what Love I that want. Bit. I that's what I want out of an interview. I want to know something about them that I didn't know yeah. before or that I've and always And that you might wondered. have Googled and not found the answer to. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Something like that. So I don't... It's normally what I want to know, you know, and I, I do... I think we've talked about sort of warming up mm. for interviews and I think when you go in, I think... It's like, you know, you've come here, you've come round to my flat. I want you to feel comfortable. We're going to have a cup of tea, we're going to have a chat, you know, mm. kind of. And that's how it should be for me at the start of an interview. I don't want to go in and go... You don't go straight, just straight in. No, I no, don't really, no. Nice. I walk in and I'll, you know, straight away as soon as I meet them. I think eye contact mm. is just so important to life, actually, mm. not just interviews. So I think if you can, if, yeah, I think if you can break it down a little bit <laughs> you, already. Yeah, just after you said eye contact, I was like staring you out. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good. It was very, very oh, effective. I wanted to know I've got it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think go in, just, oh, just like... Normally I do something with their name. Like I remember, this was ages ago and I don't know if I would be brave enough to do this now, but I went in to interview Sandra Bullock and I went in and went, Sandy B, like that. And she- That could go either way. Exactly. And she was lovely. I was like, can I call you Sandy B? And she was like, absolutely. So it was great. But you know, things like that, because then you're setting your agenda, you're setting your stall out, you're going, look, I'm not here to talk about the breakdown of your marriage because it's none of my business. I'm here to, you know, call you Sandy B. And it's just making the most of your time mm. with them. Yes. You know? So well put. You're making the most of that, like, 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I love listening to your, um, your stuff. Oh, that's And so also, kind. Sarah has a podcast. Do you want to Yes, that a bit I do. Yeah. Well, so I started a podcast um, with my friend Jules. Jules and Sarah, the podcast. It's available on iTunes <laughs> every single Friday. And we, really similar to you, we turn up, we have a bit of dinner or tea, because we're both <laughs> from up north, and we chat. We just chat. I mean, it's kind of, I'd obviously done a lot of showbiz stuff, and I was like, I'm not going to talk about that. And he does a lot of beauty stuff. And he was like, let's just talk about other stuff. Mm. So we talk about our mums and we talk a lot about cheese <laughs> and that kind of thing. And yeah, we talk about, and it's, I mean, we find it hilarious. So, you know, if nothing else, we're having a great time yes. and we love doing it every week. So yeah. hopefully 
other people do as well mm. but it's a really it's a really free thing you know it's a really lovely thing to be able to not worry and just kind of I mean we don't want to be offensive but to kind of go somewhere that you can just talk mm. you can just chat and you can just talk it must and be it's... nice to have that balance because obviously you're working for a big radio station yeah with you know it's a big organization versus your own small little thing. yeah it's nice to have that mix yeah and i always yeah i always have a massive respect for people who kind of do both it's like when you see kind of hollywood actors and then they're like also in like a little local play yeah like you know you can yeah. kind of have that balance it's yes nice. totally it is nice i mean i and you can swear which i mean completely i'm loving that i out. can yeah. yeah you can just put it out yeah. that is i mean that's amazing yeah it's lovely yeah and it's equally quite scary but yeah <laughs> there's a lot of responsibility <laughs> yeah but yeah i do yeah yeah it's good so do you um enjoy having lots of different things on the go because i what's really interesting about you as well is you don't just do like i mean all of my guests have this in common i think no one has just one job really yeah they dip their fingers in lots of pies do you think you'll always be like that i hate asking people what their career will be like in five years yeah how do you see things panning out do you always want to do different things well everything i mean when i first started i was like i'll do this and then i'll get a proper job and actually i've been really lucky and i have been i love busting the myth of the proper job yeah you know this is a proper job yeah you can yeah totally and so i always want to do radio i love radio I, i just adore it um mainly because you don't have to wash your hair um (laughs) so i really love the radio and i think i mean this morning came out of nowhere you know i just started doing it and um writing you know i've really got into writing and i never thought i could be a writer because i thought no other people are writers and they're very good writers so you know i can't start writing and actually that's why online is so great as well because you know there's so many little places that you can pop up and that you can and you can just write like i've got my own blog as Mm. well as all my other bits so you know you can just say whatever you like again it's a really free sort of place so i think i think different things will bring you different different disciplines and different bits of joy mm. you know like some things you want to write about that you couldn't really it'd be better written do you know what I mean like yeah Victoria Wood always talks about finding your voice mm-hmm. and you know when she was writing first started writing plays she was like you'll find your voice there and I feel like there's a you know you could have a voice on the radio and you can have a voice written and you could yes. have a voice on telly mm. you know and things like that so I'm I'm very happy to carry on until somebody says, thank you, Sarah, that'll be all. Um, you can go home now. So, yeah, I'll just keep going. That's lovely. I love that. The whole, you know, I try and explain sometimes how I'm doing all these different things and why I'm doing them all. And it's so true that it's just exploring your voice in lots of different platforms, lots of different mediums, and just kind of, you know, experimenting. Yeah. And not ever being bored. Is there anyone... Um, that you look up to in the industry that you sort of think, I want to do what you're doing? Or is there anyone that inspired you in the past? I've never really grown out of that teenage obsession thing. So I'll get upset. Like like at the moment, it's Kathy Burke. I'm like, mm. oh my God, I love her. I want to watch Fat everything girl. she's ever done. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Sarah Cox has always been an mm. enormous inspiration to me. I mean, I've always just, always listened to her and loved her. Um, Claudia Winkleman, I just think yes. is incredible. Um, the funniest person. Yeah. Without trying. Completely. I feel like she could just read the phone book and yeah. everyone would be rolling around. She's just amazing and, and so quick. And that's the other thing with Sarah as well. They're both so quick. 
and and witty. So yeah, I've always I've I've always looked up to people, and you know, and I feel like there's no shortage at the moment. No, of like incredible, um, especially female talent. Absolutely, and you can always. It's amazing the places that you find it. Mm. Like on Instagram, I started following Ellie Pear. Um, Ooh, she that? so she's a she's a chef, and she's got a little cafe in Bristol, and she's just written a book and. I just really liked her. And I think if I ever go to her cafe, I won't really be able to speak to her because I'm like, oh, I really like you. And that was on Instagram. Yeah. I feel like the way I feel about, the way I feel about social media is like my relationship with cheese. So some days I'm like, sometimes I'm like, it's my best friend and we go everywhere together and it's wonderful. <laughs> and then, you know, then I think, no, it's the root of all my problems and I want to put it in the bin. I love that. You know, and it's so... Yeah, I feel like that's every day something annoys me on social media and something I love mm-hmm. on social media. Oh my God, same. It's like sometimes I just have to mute everyone and be like, I'm getting on with my own shit today, people. I can't look at what you're doing. Yeah. I'm just looking at what I'm doing. Totally. Like I'm very much like, but then I'll have a day where I'm just obsessed with what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And I feel like it's okay to have that balance. I think it is. And I think I have, I mean, I have days where I'm just nowhere near my phone which is really nice. How do you do that? Tell me. <laughs> I Well, what's quite good is I lose my phone quite a lot. And I don't mean like I have to get a new one. I mean, I can't find it in my bag. Wedged down the sofa or something. Always wedged down the sofa. And you go through that panic. You know when you're looking for your phone and you start and you're like, oh, I'm annoyed. I can't find my phone. And then you really can't find it. And then you're getting panicky. You're like, oh my God, I've lost my phone. And then I'll always turn to my boyfriend and go, I've lost my phone. And he goes, it's in your bag. And then you find it. Yeah. So that... That prevents me. Laziness is a really good way of getting off your phone because if it's in the other room, I'm like, yeah, yeah, just keep it upstairs. Or yeah, whatever. just keep it far away, you know. Because if you're like me and very lazy, you won't be bothered to get up and go and check it. And then it's yeah. nice when you do check it because you're like, ooh, that's so funny. Because I remember back in the day when I had like a Nokia, mm. um, I used to go on holiday and I used to just put it in a drawer by my bedside table and then go on holiday. Yeah. And I'd come back and turn it on and see if, see if I've got any messages. And I just feel like how lovely that I used to do that. Just put it away for yeah. a few weeks. Um, and now it's like, well, I don't, I don't even have stairs in my flat. So like, it's tiny. So I'm just, it, my phone's within reach anywhere I go. But um, it's it's true, just kind of making sure that you're not always on it. Yeah. Um, but then when you love your job, it's it's hard to switch off, I think. It is hard to switch off. I think it's really sad. You know, when you go out for dinner and you see people, mm. couples or, or groups of people, and they're all on their phones. Yeah. And, it's, and I get it because you almost need a, a sign time because you might be waiting for something to come in you know we're 24 Mm. hours you can get an email at 10 o'clock at night Mm. that tells you something about the day the next day I get all that but I watched um I watched first dates a couple of weeks ago oh my god I do and there was this couple on there they were quite young they were like 22 or something and they couldn't really talk to each other they just couldn't really chat and they ended up talking about Instagram and I thought how amazing that they're talking about being on their phones when they're not actually on their phones. Yes. And I thought how amazing actually. So it does worry me. I get I get scared that people It's good to be aware, isn't it? Because I yeah. think there's a difference between checking your phone and like being on your phone. So I was mm. out for dinner the mm. other the other day and I was was with my boyfriend and the table next to us literally 
were on their phones the whole time. I was so aware of it. I was yeah. like, oh my God, they've been on their phones. They haven't said a word to each other. They've just been eating. Yeah. And they were about, you know, mid-twenties. And it made me a bit sad. And actually, I made a real effort to not touch my phone that night. Yeah. Cause I, and I think being aware of it is good. Even if you're on your phone and you know you shouldn't be. Yeah. At least that's one step to yeah. getting better. Like, imagine <laughs> just... I felt like those people on the table next to us were just oblivious. Yeah. They were like, yeah, we're on our phones. Whatever. I think the... Well, always the first part of recovery is admitting you have a problem, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? And it's... Yeah, I am... I'm staggered, I actually. think. I think it's... I think there will be rehab, like, yes. for, for phones. I mean, I know that I'm addicted. I couldn't go a day without tweeting. I don't think it's good. I think well, it's... But it depends how much it's affecting your life. Like, I I don't know where I've picked this up from, but one of the characteristics of being addicted is doing something not because you want to, but because you have to. Right, okay. And, it, and I think you do want to tweet. I think, I think you want oh, to. Oh, I want to, don't yeah. I? But also, I think I'm quite good where... So, for example, if I'm, like, out with my family all day, yeah. I'll do a quick tweet on the loo. Yeah. So, like, nothing... <laughs> so, nothing, like... Nothing will sort of impact my day. Like, missing um, life moments. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I'll always... Like, I wrote a blog post um, on the bus the other day because the bus was taking ages. So, I feel like it's grabbing those moments yeah. where you're not doing anything anyway. So, why don't you just do something productive? Yeah. So, actually, yeah. I think that's one good thing. Yeah. It's not like I'm missing a sunset to crack a joke. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because how, how old are you? 26. So, you're 26. So, I'm 32. And it is amazing, because I know with your book and everything, the premise of everything you mm. do is, is that you've kind of grown up online. Yeah, well, thanks for the little plug of the book. Oh, yes, there is a book. <laughs> I hear it's very good. Um, so for you, it's very intuitive. You know, you would sit and write a blog post on the bus. Mm. But for me, just that difference of those few years... I mean, I, I never had... We never had Facebook until I came out of uni. So how old were you when you got Facebook? I'd come out of uni, so I would have been, like, 22. Because that's that's quite interesting to me, that you didn't have Facebook at uni. Yeah. Because Facebook was, like, the heart of, like, social kind of interactions at uni. Like, you know, oh, I'll Facebook the person I fancy. Or yeah. can you share your notes with me on Facebook message? Like, it was kind of... <laughs> like, a lot of, like, my university life was centred around, oh, blah, blah's put some photos up and you're in them. You know, yeah. that sort of weird thing. So... Even that is like, oh my God, that's crazy. Like, yeah. how did you like meet up? <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, email was very new at that, but we didn't have, we didn't have internet in our house. I think we finally got it in the final year. And it was that, you know, you had to go up to like the phone line in the wall and, you know, it was all that. Oh my God, yeah, dial-up. You know, all the dialogue. It was all that. And I mean, we still, to hand in work, we still had to print it off and take it up and it got stamped, you know. It was oh kind God. of, so it is really amazing yes. to me that it's really not that long between us, but actually it's, it's an enormous difference because for you it's very intuitive, whereas for me it's something that I've had to learn. Yeah. One thing as well that I do talk about in my book a bit is um, is selfies <laughs> and how it, it's not necessarily a bad thing to celebrate your, one's face. <laughs> but do you partake in selfie action? Selfies, selfies are kind of against my religion. And that's not to say that I haven't done them because sometimes it's out of necessity. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the Instagram husband uh, video. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I my have. My poor boyfriend gets oh dragged around gosh. a lot. 
mine too and so sometimes it's he's either not there or I just can't ask him again so I will <laughs> I, I, I sort of will do them but the weirdest thing for me about selfies is that you see people everyone looks so miserable that's what for me is the weirdest thing about selfies like they'll be going oh my god I had the best day ever you know I met Gary Barlow and I love this jumpsuit and their face looks like they've been asked for a kidney you know like there's just nothing and I feel and I've always I like I can't help but not smile in photos like that's just you know that's it's kind of like a weird etiquette where you it's not you're not allowed to smile in selfies yes you're so right it's, I've never noticed that but I I can't put one up and smiling which know. is so weird I've got yeah. to be smiling because otherwise I just feel like a dick but it's kind of that's the dumb thing which is so weird. I mean, what a weird thing to do. I mean, honestly, <laughs> if you like, if you were on a night out and you were taking a photo of you and your mates and you're all having a laugh, but then you've all got to stop and do this sort of strange pout thing, it would just be the weirdest thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know I love like, um, you know, spare of the moment, like candid sort of in the middle of something photos they're just the best yeah because they're natural and, yeah. it's, and it's okay to be happy on a photo it's quite empowering to be like do you know what i look great today i'm gonna put a photo up but i think it's enough to go i look great today i think that's enough i think i think it's awesome for you to look in the mirror and go look at me um but i don't know but maybe that's that's probably you know that sort of english sensibility in me that sort of humility and you know oh no don't brag and don't sort of shout about it so you're probably right like we should be going it's funny i come from the angle of like we should be worried about people that like really don't want to take a selfie because they like they're so insecure i almost feel like people taking a selfie aren't the problem like as in there's more to worry about than people who love themselves yes you're right like, as in- <laughs> i'm like they're fine they can crack on but do they love themselves because the, 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 that's you the, know yeah, yeah, that's there's the another debate. half of it because going god damn i look amazing you know is one thing but actually on the other side of it if you're doing taking it- 55 selfies and editing one yeah maybe and putting it up because you want people to confirm yes you are gorgeous yes that's a worry that's that's so true it's like the validation point is important if you're gonna put a selfie up and you're like you're okay if you get one like you're not gonna go and cry um then you do feel like you look amazing it doesn't matter who agrees of you versus please like my selfie please like my selfie yeah do i look okay yeah that's different (laughs) yeah oh yeah the selfie debate that's an interesting one um i love a selfie personally do you yeah like my my some of my friends are like um do you want to post something else (laughs) (laughs) and um the other day i was like the other day actually i posted a photo of some cheese a big ball of mozzarella i'd be very interested in that (laughs) yeah a big ball of mozzarella i went to this like press review and it was like a big mozzarella ball in this italian place and um i got like 250 likes on it or something and i was like oh my god look how well my cheese is doing and i I, um and i sent it to my friends on a whatsapp group and they were like yeah it's probably because it's not of your mug (laughs) (laughs) and it was almost like the cheese did better than my face so amazing that's fine i can deal with that whatever that's hilarious isn't it that cheese would do so i can understand though cheese yeah everyone was like tagging their friends it was nuts Look how well my cheese is doing <laughs> is an incredible statement. I'm so proud. Yes. Um, and also on holiday with my friends, I like, you want a photo of yourself, don't you? 
they know they're like you're itching for a photo of yourself do you want another one another one of yourself it's like a bit of a private joke with my friends <laughs> oh good for you though at least you know and as we've yeah, said already I can admit it I'm yeah like, you can admit that you've got I've got yeah the yeah. selfie gene yeah it's there it's yeah. happening but you know it's a good balance between us we yeah. can balance each other out <laughs> we'll take photos of each other and then it'll be fine yeah amazing thank yeah. you so much oh my gosh it's an absolute pleasure come round whenever you like thank you yeah. If you liked this episode, please remember to leave a review or a rating on iTunes. It would mean so much to me. Also, um, tweet me at girllostincity on Twitter. I'd love to hear your feedback. So thanks so much again for listening and make sure you tune in next week.